1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush. How are you?
2: Are you talking to them or to me? How's everybody? I'm okay. My arm still hurts. It's been almost a month. Yeah, I didn't check in, No, What's okay, status? Uh, it's just like, you know, it's getting stronger by the day. Okay. Uh, for anyone that hasn't, you know, heard the, the, the back story on this, I fell off one of those stupid electric scooters mm-hmm. and banged my arm up pretty good. Yep. And it still hurts.
3: Uh, obviously, You, you I, never went to a doctor. Oh, I didn't go to the doctor. So what are, gonna do? uh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? they'll say you hurt your you hit your arm don't ride scooters. They'll say don't ride scooters. They'll say be a little
2: smarter. Wise up, kid is what they'll say. And Wise that'll up. hurt that'll, that'll hurt my feelings cuz my doctor is a
3: uh, 1930s mobster. Oh, really? Mhm. Let's unpack this a little bit. Yep. I want to hear a little bit more. Yeah, don't okay. name the doctor, okay. but like what do you mean by that?
2: Uh I'm I mainly made it up entirely and I'm joking, but um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Should I have? I should have kept it going, shouldn't I? Oh, no. All of his instruments... You'd be, you'd be great at improv, all by of the his, way. Uh, yeah, that was a hard no and nothing. <laughs> that was what that was. No, he keeps all his instruments in a violin case. Um, uh, he, wears yeah. a, he wears a fedora, <laughs> kind of cocked too, to the side, you late. know?
3: And, uh, yeah. Well, you did talk about taking improv classes. Maybe I, we're, I mean, it's it's definitely on my list. You know what they say on the what? first day is... Uh, If you say something funny and someone says, oh, yeah, tell me more about it, don't say, oh, no, I just made it all up. (laughs) Yeah, they do say that. That's definitely improv 101. 101. Yeah. All right, Noel, we're going to start because we got some requests for another edition of Grip This. Mm. It's been a while. And this week, Noel, I'm going to go for body doubles, stunt doubles, and stand-ins. Nice. Those are three different things. Yeah. And some people might not fully understand what all these roles mean and what they do. So here's Chuck's version. So a body double is, you know what a body double is, right? Well, I know what it
2: is in terms of like a p- political figure who has like a body double that they you know have
3: standing in for them at events and stuff. Like Saddam is that Hussein. a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, like in other countries, they'll have like a fake Saddam. Yeah, and
2: also like Stalin famously had one. Well, it's also to like confuse people and throw them off the trail of the real one. So they'll send the body double one to one location while the real one is somewhere else, and it keeps the heat off of the real one. All right, well, that's not how it works in movies. I've never understood the difference between these three things except for the stunt. But what is a body double?
3: So a body double in a movie is when there is a body part usually that isn't quite right on the real actor. And they use someone else. Oh. So most often it's used for like a nude scene. Uh-huh. So an actor. Someone's got a weird looking penis. Not even weird looking, but. <laughs> um, an actor will, uh, usually how it works is an actor will not want to do a nude scene. Um. So like maybe if it's a, a young woman, she'd mm-hmm. be like, no, 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 I'm not doing a nude scene. Right. So they will body double her. And it's very obvious because, you know, you see just the body. Just and, the body. Like from the neck down. hmm um but also it could be like you know if you need uh the 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 lead actor has to grab the sword from the stone right and it turns out he's got little like baby hands right then they will get in some big burly man hands right. to grab the sword okay and just do the insert shot of the hand this is really helpful that this makes a lot of sense sometimes it's used when like we need a shot of the actor picking up a cup of coffee but like we don't want to pay Morgan Freeman to come in and do just that. They'll do that. That's like a whole series of pickup shots they'll do as well. Yeah, they'll like use on a different like day. I've, hand I've, doubles. Maybe I've heard about this to do that and save yeah. money. And I, stuff I like had that. a pal
2: who's an assistant director, and she would tell me about how like they would literally do whole days of insert shots like that with somebody else. Yeah, so they could like, keep things moving to just the action. Sure, you, yeah.
3: you don't pay mm-hmm. George Clooney. His rate to to come in there and pick up a coffee cup. That's right. So that's basically what a uh, body double is. There's all sorts of ways you can use them, but it's generally just when you want to shoot another part of a body for whatever reason uh, than the the actors. Mm -hmm. Stunt doubles, Noel. uh, You know what a stunt double is. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's someone who has the same build uh, and – Often a similar enough face that from far away sure. you know, shots, they could pass for the real one. But it's the
3: person who actually does the scary, dangerous stunts. Yeah, and there's there's a bit of a thing. There, there can be just like a stunt person who does like some really big stunt, like a big fall from a window or a huge, um, something that requires a lot of expertise. And they don't always have to look um, as much like the actor if they can costume them up and wig them up. Um, to the point where, like you said, from whatever angle or from far away, they can pass for it. But a, a true stunt double-double is these are the people that do look a lot like the actor and are sized similarly and will do like the fighting scenes mm-hmm. and stuff that's a little more close up than like someone who jumps off a building onto an airbag. Totally.
2: there's uh, a meme that was going around with side-by-side shots of like, what's her name? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Captain L- Marvel? Captain Marvel, no, 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 no. I saw that one. Oh, there, there was another one, though, with, like, um, the bride, uh, Uma Thurman, uh-huh. and then the woman who was her, and her lifelong stunt double, and she was actually in uh, Death, oh, Death Proof. Oh, sure. It's, uh, c- c- uh, She's Australian, I want to I can't say. think of her name. Yeah, I can't think of it. But it also had uh, some other ones. Um, I believe it was Hugh Jackman, and they all looked very, very, very similar. Had the same haircut, same, you know, style and everything. But then there was a picture of Jackie Chan just by himself. because <laughs> okay, you know, I did see that. It's a, it's a gag because he does <laughs> It sounds stunts. As does Keanu Reeves, man, in those John Wick movies. I finally saw the third one, by the way. What was it? Was it good? It was great. It's just like sensory overload, I've heard. It's, so it's good, just man. like bonkers, mayhem, right? I really enjoy
3: those films. I do too. Uh, Zoe Bell, by the way. Zoe Bell. Shout out to her. Yep. Um, but yeah, so a stunt double is uh, a lot of times an actor will take this double throughout their career, um, or at least through a bunch of movies. But if they land on someone that's really good and looks like them and can do their thing, you might see someone work with the same stunt double for, for many, many films or their, their whole career, um, and they, the actor will get them work. And, and, in fact, we might as well just say this since we're on it. A lot of times actors know if they're big enough will have their own stylist and their own wardrobe person that travels with them from movie to movie as well and they are hired at the premium rate. Right. And uh they're they're called their personal. It's at the request of the actor probably too. Yeah, it's like a comfort I've got level. My like this is my my they always job. do my movies. Mm-hmm. They know how to do my hair right, my makeup right. right. And they're comfortable with them personally. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be assigned just whoever on the crew. I wonder if that
2: ever becomes a clash where like I'm maybe maybe sure Maybe the production team or the
3: director is like, "Uh, eh, we need to go we're, yeah. we're going
2: to go a little different direction in this one,
3: you know." Yeah, I knew someone who was uh my old friend Mitzi was Jennifer Lopez's personal stylist for a while uh, God, for wardrobe. I have heard
2: JLo is uh, is a little bit. You know, tricky. she
3: actually said the opposite because really? I was like, "Oh, I've heard stories," and she was like, "She's really nice, actually." And a lot right of that on. is blown out of proportion. Okay, well, that's nice to clear the air on that one. Yeah, but I mean, this was her opinion, of course, but. She worked closely with her. I'll sure, say that.
2: Sure. What about a stand-in? I think I know what a stand-in is. It's to catch the light. It's like so that the actor doesn't have to actually be in there while right. they're adjusting marks and
3: lighting and things, right? right. Exactly right, Noel. So a stand-in, uh, what happens is usually on set is what happens is they will bring in the actors for a run-through, the mm-hmm. real actors, mm-hmm. and they will kind of run through the scene um, and block it. And mm-hmm. blocking me, you know what this is, yep. but blocking is like you're going to stand here, here, here. The camera person puts down tape marks on the floor, because you can't just willy nilly light things. No, it's very exact. Not to mention, it has to sync up with the way the camera moves. All Everything's that stuff. a dance, you know. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, you will you will get your blocking done, do your little run through with the director, uh, and then they say uh, they will dismiss the actors for what they call last looks, mm-hmm. which is go back to hair and makeup just to make sure you're all ready. Go make sure your fly is zipped up and your wardrobe looks just right. Yep. And during last looks is when the grips and the electricians and the camera department were really finally set their equipment. And they do that with the help of a stand in. Mm-hmm. And the stand in doesn't really have to look like the actor, but they should be similarly sized, similar height, yep. similar similar colored, mm-hmm. um, like hair and skin tone. Usually, That's right, yeah. Like you wouldn't hire like a tall African American to play Elijah to stand in for Elijah Wood. That's right. Let's say. Um, but they don't have to, like, facially look as much like them as, like, a double.
2: And I would say, realistically, a stand-in is probably also an aspiring actor or possibly an extra. They just pull out like, For sure. an, from the fray and say, hey, you're good enough to be the stand-in.
3: Yeah, but a stand-in can also travel with an actor as well yeah, and be used, like, on multiple films. Okay. And, again, if it's they like someone and they do a good job, you know, stand-in and extras. If if you're doing a good job, that means you're keeping your mouth shut and you're just doing what you're told. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of sucks to say that. Well. But the worst extras are uh, are the ones that have too many questions and uh, too many needs. No. you, you, you Stay in your lane. You're stay in your lane. Yeah. And, and really pro extras in California know that shit. And they know just to, like, get their work done. And they know when to emote and when, when to not overdo it, you know? Like, yeah. what the scene calls for. Because yeah. being a professional <laughs> extra, I mean, it's not
2: just you, you standing to, around like a turd. Talk.
3: you got to do all kinds of I stuff. I don't know if yeah. everyone realizes this. In yeah. a big dinner party or a restaurant scene... No one else is talking. When it looks like everyone else is laughing and talking and you hear that, that's all audio soundtrack yeah, exactly. stuff. exactly. Everyone all... is fake talking. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, hard to do because I was an extra a couple of times. My brother got me on some jobs. It's not easy. And that also probably makes it easier for the real actors
2: to not get distracted or whatever. You yeah. Know, to... Make sure that they can. Don't get in their eye their line. Lines. Don't exactly. like yeah. stare
3: at Jennifer Lopez when she walks in. Mm-mm. Like be a pro. Totally. Uh, and there's a great part. I might have mentioned this before, but in the movie Pollock, uh, the great Ed Harris, in the director's commentary, there's one party scene where the camera's going by and there's this extra that's just way overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And Ed Harris, who seems kind of cranky anyway, just goes, Oh, that fucking extra. <laughs> 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 Guy's hamming it up. Oh.
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.
3: All right, Noel. Guess what's next? I couldn't possibly. Haiku theater, Noel. Yes,
2: my favorite.
3: It's been a while. I realized uh, we've been getting the haikus, the short shrift. Mm-hmm. So I did a haiku theater uh, action movie edition, and I had people, and we'll see if they if they follow directions well. Geez, Noel, we have two hundred and fifty haikus. That's pretty good. <sighs> That's very good. Good haul. Good oh, actually, haiku haul. we don't. We have one hundred and seven. Still, but the, still pretty respectable. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a whole uh, series of haikus because I'm just leaving these up now so we can draw from this well for months to come. We're actually working on a haiku coffee table book with all of this stuff. <laughs> and you will each get
2: your residual check of $1. That's right. Ah, that's too much for a haiku. How about 50 c- cents? One cent. One cent?
3: Yeah. All right. Um, action movie edition, everyone. We're going to start with J.J. Verbino, one of our old pals, Kill Bill Volume 2. Pi May Taught Kiddo, Texas Funeral Escape, Exploding Heart Shot. Love it. Our old pal Robe, Rebecca Robe, who was doing great, by the way, says, um, this is King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Don't know that movie.
2: Was that the most recent one that Guy Ritchie did? Maybe. He did a very poorly reviewed King Arthur movie. Pretty recently. but Here,
3: Here's my dirty secret, no What's that? I think Guy Ritchie kind of sucks. Well, he He's
2: definitely sucked for a long time.
3: I just don't. I, I enjoyed
2: Snatch. I thought Snatch was fun.
3: I'm trying to remember back. I guess I might have liked Lock, Stock and Snatch. Maybe. Those are the only two that I ever liked. He did a bunch of weird ones
2: after that. Like, he did like Castaway movie with Madonna that was yeah. supposed to be ungodly. And I, I did not
3: see those Sherlock Holmes movies. So maybe they're good, but I didn't see them. He, he did the most recent Aladdin movie.
2: It's in theaters right now that everyone not says uh, is a childhood killer. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh, our old pal Robe says, Studley Chuck Hunman. Talking about Charlie Hunman. Okay. Eric Banna and Elephants. Jude Law is an ass. True that. All right.
2: Jude Law does tend to play like kind of a cocky little shit, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. You know Emily's story about Jude Law. No. That she uh, – and this is kind of funny because she told me this story many, many years ago. She was like, you know, Jude Law asked for my number when I was in high school. It's like, what? She was on tour in England with her show choir mm-hmm. and went to the Hard Rock Cafe London. And she said Jude Law was the bartender. And we were talking and talking, and he uh, asked for my phone number at the end. And I was like, this sounds very suspect. Mm-hmm. Not that Jude Law would ask for a phone number, but just –
2: The whole whole scenario. The whole
3: scenario seems very outlandish. Uh, She dug through her photos from her trip in a box in the corner, pulled out a photo of fucking Jude Law in his Hard Rock Cafe shirt. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's straight up 100% true. That's amazing. Pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. But I got her, Jude. Yeah, you did. Back off. Jeff Clark, our old pal, says uh, the movie Free Fire. Don't know it. Uh, Charlito Copley Too late now I'm offended Brie Larson in jeans I don't know that movie Don't know either But <laughs> sounds Kind of dull
2: actually If the, if the highlight The punchline of the, of the haiku Is Brie Larson in jeans <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm interested
3: Our old pal Vanessa Lopez Does the Matrix Red pill or blue pill Just follow the white rabbit Whoa I know kung fu. Of course, that's Love a good it. one. Good job, Vanessa. That's the Matrix, 2, right? No, I know kung fu was one, right? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I'm just back on my my trip from the last episode where we did. You know, me and Maddie Frederick are gonna, gonna do the Matrix in here. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, Maddie, good good boy, Maddie.
3: All right, TJ Danny for Mad Max Fury Road says this: time to just relax and enjoy a nice movie. JK acid trip. J.K. Very, very Acid cool. Trip, yep, very psychedelic. That movie, <laughs> very psychedelic. <laughs> Our old friend Dylan Thomas. He always comes out of the woodwork with the poetry. No surprise. He, yeah, he's a
2: fantastic poet.
3: The Expendables, old action stars in a film that's basically one big explosion. I
2: yeah. didn't see that. Did you? Uh, the first. I saw the first one. Yeah, there were there were at least at least one more, maybe two more.
3: I didn't see it. I got to say, it's it was a pretty. Interesting idea to put together, like, all the biggest action heroes.
2: Yeah, they just doubled down on the second one. I think they added some
3: Added some more people? (laughs) Like
2: Bruce Bruce Willis, I think, is in the second one. I know Dolph Lundgren is in maybe all of them, but he's definitely in the second one.
3: Oh. All right. Our old friend, Kubes, Don Kuby. Mm -hmm. She does the movie Speed and all. The bus couldn't stop. Otherwise, it would explode. He shoots the hostage. Pretty straightforward. Which hostage did he shoot? Well, remember that was the whole thing. Like whether or not you were going to shoot the hostage. That was the sort of Oh yeah. The big incident at the beginning. Well, got it got it got it yeah. Shot Jeff Daniels. That's right. In the leg, right? Yeah. That's why he ended up pushing paper.
2: Oh duh, yeah, of course, exactly. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Megan Carroll our old friend as Pirates of the Caribbean. Sea ships, lots of swords, unnecessary sequels. Why is the rum gone? I like it. I have, to, I
2: have to raise a question here, Chuck. You say Caribbean? Some say Caribbean. What do you say? I say Caribbean, but Caribbean <laughs> is like Caribbean Queen, like the, the Billy Ocean song. It's, it's oh, you're not, sharing the same dream. Yeah. No more love on the run. No. But a lot of times people say Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, as opposed to Pirates of the Caribbean.
3: I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, I think you said, said the Caribbean. I'd say Caribbean, yeah, interesting. I don't think
2: either is right or wrong. It's just more of a taste, personal taste thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to see
3: which side we fall on. Let us know which side do you fall on. Well, what's interesting, Noel, is I think I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think I would go visit the Caribbean. Exactly. What's that all about? It's no one knows. It's just one of those things. Our old pal Alec Glasnovich says this: Chuck and Noel, you know. It's not DC when I say, this is Bat Country. Oh, okay. Do you know what that is?
2: Well, I mean, thats it's not DC? I don't quite get that one. Is he implying like a Batman connection because of DC comics? But then the no, bat, bat Country is, is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's what he's talking about. Fear well, and what does DC mean? Well, wait, what's the DC reference in there? I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's
3: not DC when I say... Uh, I don't know. I don't. Right? That it, has let, nothing to do with the movie. and let, it's just a, Let us know. Right. Give us a little clarification. All right. The movie Volcano from uh, Lauren Mantle. La Cienega. La Cienega burns brightly and lava flows. Mount Wilshire alive. Nice. I, I assume this movie is about a volcano that erupts in Los Angeles. Yeah.
2: You didn't see that one? No. Yeah. Which, which volcano would this be? I
3: believe Volcano had Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesh, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken.
2: Got it. But but this is this is a, an imaginary volcano. Is there potentially a uh, active volcano
3: in yes, Los yeah, Angeles? No, it was it was a real volcano. Oh really? It was not a movie about an imaginary volcano. Okay. No, but no, I mean in real <laughs> in real life, Chuck. Which volcano <laughs> might this have been? Uh, I think it had to do with the La Brea Tar Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I was wondering if I'm not that. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Which is always a fun visit, by
2: the it way. It is, and it really it smells like uh, fresh paving.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty. It's neat. got the cool like the mammoth and the mammoth baby. It's stuck yeah, in there. You it's know? so sad. Uh-huh. They break your heart really before does. you even walk in the door. It's true. I think I told the story once, but you know, there's the big tar pit, but there's tar like there's sort of around huh? because I was we were shooting a job there, and I was a PA, and I was just standing sort of off to the side in the grass, and I looked down, and there was little bubbly tar about eight inches wide, just a little bitty tar. Bubbles even the little ones, though, they, little cordon,
2: they cordon off, usually. Oh, really? Like they have little, you know. Like this a, one was not. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's, a, there's a medium-sized one, and then there's some smaller ones, but even some of the smaller ones have little square boxes around them.
3: Interesting. Yeah, this one was, I would describe it as tenets. Got it. Our old pal, Louis Silva, for the movie Rocky. I don't know if that's an action movie, but we'll count it. You're a bum, Rocky. The champ's giving you a shot. Adrian loves you. Who called him a bum? Uh, Well. Was it the trainer? Mickey certainly said the word bum a lot. Yeah. I don't remember him calling Rocky a bum, but yeah, he very well might yeah, have. Maybe. All right, Noel from Commando. Our old pal Gary M. Strange. Do you remember I said I would kill you last? Well, my friend, I lied. Oh, snap. Arnie, I haven't seen Commando. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I bet it's a lot of fun. If you if you want to take a nostalgia trip down, I think I do. mid nineteen eighties action I Arnie. Think, I think I do. Commando is kind of the best one. Yeah. Lot of great uh, Arnie one liners. One liners. I, I mean, if you it. consider those great, I do. Yeah, he kind of goes over the top with Commando. Uh, Jeffrey Fleming, I think he's an old friend for the movie Zorro, masked bandit in black, gets revenge for dead brother. Zoro saves the day. Huzzah. Baird Williams, Swedman, does point break. Johnny Utah said, I'm an FBI agent. I'm fucking surfing.
2: Should pair that with I Know Kung Fu. He's got a lot of those kind of like
3: real dumb, dumb kind of one liners, doesn't he? Sure. It's sort of his thing. Yeah, it's great, though. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Barry King, our old friend for Jurassic Park, says this We have a T Rex. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. That's my Sam Jackson. That's pretty good. Motherfuckers. Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right. How much time do we have? Let's do a couple more. Yeah. Uh, Let me see here. Hot Fuzz is the movie Noel, And our old friend Rob Johnson says this. Village of the year, hooded killer on the loose for the greater good. Good movie.
2: Very good. I haven't seen him in a long time, but that, that's part of his uh little trilogy, right? It's got Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, and then the End of the World, or what's it called?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The World's End. The World's End, yeah. that was good. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we're gonna finish with Top Gun and John Shaw requesting flyby. Let the man have his coffee. The pattern is full. All right. Not bad, everyone. Not bad.
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen
3: All right, Noel, you know what we're going to finish with today? Do tell. We're going to do about 10 minutes of Up With Fuck.
2: Yes. Love Ramsey's uh, sound design for this bit.
3: <laughs> so I think I lost the original one and uh, reposted last night. So these are all new fucks, everyone. And here we go. Uh, Francesca... Marie says this from Empire Records. Stop calling me Warren. My name isn't fucking Warren. Not bad. Got a lot of uplikes for that. That's a beloved movie in certain circles. Did you ever see that one? Empire oh, Records? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Rex Manning. Rex Manning. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like the, is he a DJ? Or he's like a big star? He's like a big, uh. I think a big star. big, a big sing, like singing star or something? He's a singing star. It's it's been a while. Liv Tyler, I thought, was very uh, fetching
3: in that sweater. Well, Noel, I will say this. I had a, and I guess continue to have, a big fat crush on Liv Tyler. Totally. All those Aerosmith videos. She just is very pretty. She's got a way about her. Has a way. Mm-hmm. And very talented. She, oh, you don't see absolutely. her Absolutely. No, you don't. I think she like took a little time off. Vanessa Lopez, our old friend, says this, and this is one of my favorites as well, Vanessa. Uh, Harvey Keitel is the wolf in Pulp Fiction. Pretty please, with sugar on top. Clean the fucking car. Clean the fucking car. That's great. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. I have that reserved for Jack O'Brien. He, he, he called dibs on Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make that happen at some point. How stoked
2: are you about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Have you seen the, the, the full-length trailers for that?
3: I have, and now I want to know nothing more. Yeah. I want to just oh, shut same. it down. I see. Yeah. Uh, but that does go back to our previous conversation because that movie, uh, a lot of it is the relationship between an actor and his stunt double. His stunt double. The, who right. he has through like his, his career. I heard a really
2: interesting interview with Timothy Oliphant, who I love, who yeah, is that's uh, great. apparently really good friends with Conan O'Brien. He was on his podcast, and it's a great interview. But oh, nice. This is from something different. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, and you probably know this, Tarantino allows no phones on his set. Did not know that. Like, as a a huge, huge like rule. Yeah. Like they have a tent set up where you check your phone in uh-huh. before you go on set. That's and, it, and, it, and it's not even because of uh, leaks. leaks. It's to create an environment where everyone is undistracted yeah. and there to make something yes. T- together. You know?
3: Yes, Noel. I think it's huge. I went to the pool. Just let me soapbox it for one sure. second. I went to the pool at my uh, in-law's house with my family on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Yeah, thanks. You too, man. And uh, both... Both fucking lifeguards sitting in their chairs, staring at their phones. Mm. Can you believe that? That's that's a, I mean. That's a liability. That's a big time liability. Yeah. And it's just like, I finally, uh, we said something. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that's just not, like, that's not only not cool, it's a liability. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no reason, because I lifeguarded, so I, I, it was not a personal affront to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> of course. No reason to have your phone in a chair. You shouldn't even have it. No. You should check it in when you go to work. I agree. And on your break, look at your fucking phone, but don't sit in a lifeguard chair. Well, that's crazy because like the lifeguards at Whitewater,
2: which is like a local uh, water park here in Atlanta. Yeah. They do this really unsettling thing where they scan the, the – their – yeah. feel the vision like with their heads fully turning uh-huh. like, like from little left to right and it's they do it every so often and it's very strange to witness uh-huh. but like that's the level of that's attention you you're supposed to be doing as a lifeguard especially at a place like that i mean you got to really be watching well, that's the point it was in like the wave pool you know like, yeah so, you know as a
3: kid man it, they just go down josh and i did a show on drowning like drowning does not often look like drowning no it's very silent and sometimes not splashy and like agreed you got to fucking watch totally
2: yeah, so. All
3: right. Off my soapbox. All lifeguards, get off your phones. Uh, Jimmy Mallory from the movie The Ringer. When the fuck did we get ice cream? I haven't seen that movie. The Ringer. I don't know The Ringer.
2: You Is don't? That, no. Who Is was that? that? Uh, I, I have no idea.
3: The Ringer? Why don't I know that?
2: It Comes right up. Let's see. It looks to be a sports movie. Oh, yeah. I did movie. not see that. Johnny that Knoxville. Was, yeah, that was a
3: Johnny Knoxville movie. Yeah. He's I, really. I believe and that's probably not a movie you can make today. I believe he uh, fakes his way into the Special Olympics or oh, something. Oh, no. Not okay. Yeah. that's That movie smacks of 2005. It sure does. <laughs> and it came out in
2: 2005. Um, and it cost $20 million. Uh, and it made forty point four million at the box office, so quite quite a success. Um, and Mark Mothersbaugh did the music, which is interesting. Yeah. He, he'll do he'll do whatever you pay him to do.
3: I got a good feeling. Yep. I got a good feeling. It's so good. Ruby loves Devo. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Really good. Uh, our oldest pal Rebecca Robe says this from Lock, into Smoking Barrels, which she says so many great fucks in that movie. You're carrying a wasted girl in a bag of fertilizer, yeah? Yeah. You don't look like your average horde of fucking culturist. Not bad. I like inserting the fuck in between, in the middle of a word. That's always a good move. Uh, This is classic, of course, but Gabriel Ferrer, uh, the dinner scene in Goodfellas, the what the fuck is so funny about me, certainly a lot of good F-bombs in that scene. One of the classic classics. Uh, well, you know what? Clement Scott also chimes in with the ringer. When the fuck did we get ice cream? Apparently that's the line of the movie. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do not recall the existence of that movie entirely (laughs) at all. (laughs) I don't either. Uh, Jeff Clark, our old pal. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah, that was from,
2: uh, The Color Purple, right? (laughs) I think you're right. Okay, cool. Uh,
3: Beth Landers, The Thing, you gotta be fucking kidding me. As the dude's head pulls away, grows spider legs, and scurries away. But I think it was more like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's a bad line reading. I'm no actor, everyone. All right, let's do a few more of these. Uh, all right, here's your old
2: pal, uh, Dennis Quaid. No. Yeah, I'm on a text thread with him that he never responded to. <laughs> really was crushing for me.
3: You have Dennis Quaid's phone number? I do. Wow. It's a power move. It's 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 uh, been a very useless power move. It's funny at Max Funcon this past year, and it was relevant to the conversation. But we we did a thing where like, who's the most famous person in your phone? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, mine is all you guys. Right? It's like Hodgman, uh-huh. or or maybe not. I don't know who the most famous person in my phone is. Ira Glass. You got Ira's number? Yeah. Nice. Or Mark Marin.
2: Oh, okay. That's, That's pretty about good.
3: His pretty solid it's about as big as it gets i think ira's a
2: ira's kind of a big deal dude
3: no he's a huge deal but i I had no like i was no match for these people
2: yeah well i got dennis quaid baby
3: dennis quaid that's up there (laughs) but we we prank texted winona Ryder when we were all drunk from uh, someone else's phone
2: oh i bet she's a good sport (laughs) i bet she
3: has a good time yes
2: you think yes Hmm, i'm not sure about that you don't know i don't know she's a little neurotic i don't know
3: she seems fun Okay. I don't know, Noel. That's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's totally fair. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't even know what we'll see means. Like, well, wait, wait, like in, you haven't <laughs> – obviously, she did not respond or else you would have had a story about the, the back end of she that. She didn't exchange. respond. I'm wondering if there ever is going to be a back end of that text. That she probably be. just ignored it. Probably so. All right. So uh, Dennis uh, – I'm sorry. Bennett Duckworth, our old pal, about Dennis Quaid in the Todd Haynes movie Far From Heaven. Great film. I just want to get this fucking thing over with. So simple, yet it has a stunning effect since the entire movie is capturing the tone of 50s-era melodrama where such words did not exist. So Bennett kind of laid a heavy one on us. You know? Most of these are fun, but that was uh, very meaningful.
2: Yikes. Not yikes. I
3: just mean, I don't know what I mean. (laughs) Meaningful. That's what I mean. Uh, A lot of people are just putting videos up. That's fun. We should yeah. have more clips. What, a, do a clip show? Yeah, we do a clip show. I don't know about that, Noel. It's, it's fair use, man. We're talking about the fact that they said fuck, and, uh, and we can just have it play. <laughs> Mike Blake from the Blues Brothers. You'd look pretty stupid eating corn off the cob with no fucking teeth. Interesting. There's a lot to unpack there. Good movie. Corn
2: off the cob?
3: Corn on the cob. Did okay, I say corn said, off the cob? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> you're eating the corn off the cob. Yeah,
3: technically, that is true. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Noel, when I was missing my front tooth and I ate corn off the cob and off the cob, there was a little, uh, little line all the way around where that front tooth would not get that row of corn. So I had single little rings of corn all around my cob. That's what they don't tell you when you lose a tooth. No, they don't. You're gonna have little rings of corn. My kid lost a giant molar over the weekend.
2: She was eating like a, oh, yeah? like a like a chewy candy thing, and then this big old molar popped right out. She wasn't even expecting it. Really? She's at that age where she's almost she's almost through losing all the baby teeth, but right. occasionally it'll it'll happen.
3: Boy, I forgot about the yeah, teeth. When does yeah. that start? When do you lose teeth?
2: Oh gosh, when did it start? I mean, I would say five. I don't oh, know. Wow.
3: So we're we're getting there.
2: No, maybe later than that. Does it take? How long does it take to lose all your baby teeth? I have no idea, Chuck.
3: I, have no, I forget all that stuff. I do too, and I've been through it. So. I remember when I lost my front teeth the first time <laughs> when I was a child. Uh, Nick Kelly from the movie The Edge, Anthony Hopkins, says this. We're going to kill the motherfucker when he's talking about the bear. That's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Or is that considered a guilty pleasure? The Edge? Yeah. With uh, Alec, Baldwin Alec Baldwin and Elle uh, McPherson.
2: El <laughs> McPherson. Does she play the bear? Huh? She does. <laughs> no, it's Alec Baldwin and uh, Anthony Hopkins. Right? Yeah, yeah, and El
3: McPherson. She plays the lady. Got it. Who plays the bear? Uh, I believe, I don't know. Is it Meryl Streep? I think so. Okay.
2: She was great in the new Godzilla movie as Mothra.
3: <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, it sucks. Oh, that's right. But you didn't you say it at least had some good monster action? Yeah, or no? it's got
2: some fine monster action, but it's like it tries to surround it with all this like fake story that is just absolutely absurd and just boring. And none of the characters do anything that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just not worth it. Like there's a couple of good monster fights, but I was just, I, I fell asleep several times.
3: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're a movie sleeper, Noel. I'm a bit of a movie sleeper, Chuck. Because that's uh, several times now you've said you fell asleep during a movie.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not proud of it, but it, it's a thing that happens. That's
3: why I don't go to late movies. Mm-hmm. I struggle. I struggle, Chuck, if I go to a late movie. I hear you. Struggle is real. Our old friend Gary Teague from Pulp Fiction. If any of you fucking pricks move...
2: And I'll execute, I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Know. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is like, I had the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction before I ever saw the movie, and that's how the soundtrack opens up. The soundtrack, you know, he was—he always had little clips from the movie. Yeah. And that's the very first thing you hear on the soundtrack. That's it's, right. And, and then and then it goes right in a... Dick Dale. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. I saw Dick Dale live. He only just recently passed,
3: right? I think in the last year or
2: two. Cuz he would always come and do shows at the Earl. Like he would he would oh, like yeah. tour in his car, I think, and like did oh, saw didn't him play. make a lot
3: of money. I saw him play in Athens. It was great. Dick Dale was very famous for using I uh, I don't even like fucking piano wire basically. It was the the heaviest gauge string you can get on a guitar. Really? Yeah, because he just wails on it, yeah, that's you know. True. That's and true. He, he just needs something strong. That's cool. Um all right, let's finish this up with uh Tim Robertson, our old pal, says this from Coming to America when they walk in front of the taxi. Halt! You dumb fuck! What does dumb fuck mean? That's pretty good. That's good. Funny movie. They're doing a sequel to that, Noel. Oh, really? A sequel? Yeah. With everyone, all all the originals are signed on, I believe we have James Earl Jones, Eddie Murphy, and Arsenio Hall. And I think the plot, of course, is uh, Eddie Murphy's son now. Wants to go to America or something like that, hmm. which is what you do in the Seems sequel Seems suspect. Like many years later. Seems suspect, Chuck. It's a little worrisome because, like, is there any way to make that movie as good as Coming to America was? No. Is it what? just going to be a big, fat disappointment? Why,
2: why does Eddie Murphy not do anything good ever anymore?
3: Well, you know what I've said for a while is Eddie Murphy should go back and do get an hour of stand up together. Yeah, like something really good. Go back to his roots and what made him funny.
2: Or I'd love to see him cast interestingly and then like something, you know, sort of like the way Adam Sandler was used in Punch Drunk Love or something like that. Like I'd love to see Eddie Murphy in something really intense.
3: Yeah, I mean, he tried to do that, I believe, when he uh, did uh, Dream Girls. Mm. Showed a different side, he got nominated for an Academy Award, did that's not win. Right, and I think right. he was very salty about losing that award. Yeah. I think he thought he was gonna win. Um and I think he tried to do one recently that was a full on drama that did not do well um at all. So um,
2: Okay, there you go. So he has attempted it. I just
3: Well, what I'm afraid of is that he's attempted this with the wrong material. He here's what he should do, Noel. He's doing this uh, serious movie that's still some big Hollywood attempt at something. Right. What he needs to do is get some young indie director to write him a real gritty, down-to-earth gritty role.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, make exactly. It,
3: like, don't do the Hollywood version of that because it's still going to suck. He's so insulated in his bubble. He has no – you can't get to Eddie. Yeah, no, you yeah. can't get to Eddie Murphy with in the independent film. That's true. I think a lot of people should do that. I'd love to see uh, Tom Hanks star in an indie film. I had a movie idea a while back for Chevy Chase because he plays piano to play – to have his big comeback film be Chevy Chase as a down-on-his-luck, sad-sack jazz piano player but sort of mirror Chevy Chase's life, if you know what I mean, but through the lens of a jazz piano player.
2: That'd be pretty cool. Um,
3: He just seems like he's – I don't know. He seems like a real pill. Prick? Yeah. (laughs) He's supposed to be. Yeah. That, that was always the line on Jevy J's. Not a fun guy. So, Noel, we should we should make these movies. I agree. I'm game. Sharknado.
2: Sharknado. The, the,
3: I had that idea. Yeah. Stole that one.
2: Well, it's, it's just parallel thinking, Chuck.
3: You know? I know, parallel thinking. All right, I got nothing else, Noel. I don't either. Uh, you want to sign off with your favorite F-bomb? Or uh, just in life? What's your favorite way to use it?
2: Um, I don't know, like sort of as a comma, you know? Mm-hmm. Fucking... Whatever fucking this fucking you know, I don't know. It's pretty lazy use of it, honestly. No, I'm lazy with it and I drop a lot of F bombs.
3: But I think I think the term fucked up is pretty crazy. Fucked up is good. Like that was fucked up.
2: That was fucked up. Goodbye everyone. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride.
3: With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: You've probably heard a lot about
3: electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug All needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified.
2: Oh, oh, oh.
3: Learn more about our Beyond Zero
0: vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.
3: For the ones who
2: work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.